Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts, especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributors. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Good morning, friends. My heart to settle down a little and catch my breath from that last number. It's very nice to be here with you this morning. Uh, my name is Derek Lamson. I've been attending West Hills for some time now. I am grateful for the invitation from elders to bring a message for us this morning. And I put some skull sweat into it. I have two scripture readings for us this morning. The first is from uh, Psalm 42, one of our favorites, uh, by the way, verse 4b and 4c, where the psalmist sings, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. The second is from Paul's letter to the Romans, uh, chapter 7, verse 24 and 25a, where Paul says, What a wretched man am I! <laughs> Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. <clears throat> Shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. I'd like to say a few words about our shared uh, Sunday morning worship experience. And I think I'd like to start by remembering uh, my visit to Bujumbura, Burundi in 2007, and Sunday morning worship there with Kamangi Friends Church. I invested about two and a half months of my life there with those guys. And one of the things I had gone looking for in Africa was enthusiasm. A great word that, of course, means literally God-filled. So off I went to Africa to seek enthusiastic friends worship there. Something spontaneous, something Pentecostal, something irresistible. I wanted blunt force authenticity. I wanted an irony-free zone. Well, what I, what I found was very impressive. Uh, at Kamengi Friends Church um, in Kamengi, which is a slum in one of the poorest cities in one of the poorest countries in the planet, and a, a slum to beat all slums. You've never seen anything like this in your life, um, unless you've been there. But they throw a Jesus dance party uh, every Sunday morning for over 800 people that gets to about 11 on the dial in the first five minutes. And over the next two, two and a half, three hours, the volume just goes up. 
I don't think I ever made it through uh, an entire service without taking a pretty substantial break. My babysitters, and that's exactly what they were, my babysitters would take me outside and lean me up against the, the outside church wall and hand me bottled water. <laughs> and I would try and make the last 15 minutes or half an hour after that. And I played for those services. I played a lot of Sunday morning worship music with those folks. I was there in the first place to do music workshops, so I got to know the church's music team. And let me tell you, we rocked like a loaded dump truck on, on a gravel road, because <laughs> those boys and girls can play and sing, let me tell you. Their instruments were old and shot. We only had about five words uh, between us, so we couldn't even disagree about theology or politics or anything. Um, but uh, a mercy uh, could we ever cook. And that was with what the old white guy brought, you know, the music I brought. A lot of the kind of stuff I play here, I taught them and we played it together. Now, by themselves, they did stuff I couldn't even touch. Polyrhythms, hip-hop breaks in French and Swahili, and I'm telling you, I could just about clap to it. That was about the extent of my participation when they were working by themselves. So that was a lot of fun. Okay, so that, that trip was 10 years ago this year. I have done a lot of thinking about that experience. And I've come to some fairly sober conclusions and sobering conclusions. Without undue accusation or prejudice, but just as objective as I can be, I see that at Kamengi Friends Church, worship conventions, the words used, the tone of voice, the volume, what you did with your hands and feet and face, what you did with your body, this was all taught, modeled, learned, practiced behavior. Behaviors meant to communicate spiritual commitment and fervor. It all certainly looked spontaneous. Now, a few years later, just a few years later, in 2009, I made another pretty substantial pilgrimage, this time around the US. And I worshiped with all manner of people in many different faith traditions, including a half a dozen different flavors of friends. Um, friends who sang out of hymnals, friends with full-on rock combos, friends who sat mostly in silence, mm, a few friends who stoutly and cheerfully affirmed that their atheistic worship was to sit quietly with their community, but that was their worship. Reflecting on that experience, I saw that in our churches and meeting houses, our communal worship conventions are taught, modeled, learned, practiced behaviors. I understood that this was how I behaved. Even as I longed to re respond spontaneously and authentically to the movement of the Spirit. To ask what worship is and what is its purpose should be essential questions for us. I think it goes right to the question of what are we doing here? 
Now, I am really asking myself, I mean, so here I am, and it gets quiet, and we're all together, and it's quiet, and I'm in a room full of quiet people, so what do I do? What do I want? Do I want to say anything in my head or out loud? If I say anything, who am I talking to? Is there anybody to talk to? Am I just talking in the little empty room of my mind? And what do I say? Do I, see, do I say help first? Do I say I love you first? Do I mean that? Do I know what that means? Do I say program to receive, begin download now? <laughs> How long do I wait? Will I ever hear anything back? What if that never happens? Paul said, what a wretched man I am. <laughs> Who shall rescue me? Now, one of the qualities of Jesus that seems to really shine out of the pages of the gospel at me is his, his faith. Maybe that seems obvious, but I don't know. It just Anyway, I know it's heresy in some places to suggest out loud that he was ever less than perfect. But I think there are lots of times, lots of times, when it was very, very difficult for Jesus to stay faithful. He was, after all, for all we know, very alone in his work and very misunderstood by friend and enemy alike. He was poor and itinerant, at least during his ministry. He was, at first glance, and maybe second glance, just another sort of crazy street preacher. Sometimes it's like you can see him, I can see him, see them. Jesus and the boys, and Jesus and the girls, trudging along in the rain and the mud. Trudging along in the rain and the mud. But, oh my God, he had faith, as difficult as it might have been that day or that moment. Listen up, he'd say. Aren't two sparrows sold for a penny in the marketplace? Aren't you worth more than many sparrows? Pay attention, he'd say. Listen up. The hairs on your head are numbered. And his friends said, Okay, um, so how do you want us to live? And he said, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, preach the good news that the kingdom of God is at hand, comfort the sick and the dying, speak truth to power, don't be afraid. They said, okay, okay, All right, we can try that. So how do you want us to pray? Now, I'll take that question in part, at least to sincerely mean, how do we commune with God? How do we worship? He said, okay, when you pray, when you pray, remind yourself that God is holy and remind yourself that God is your parent. Ask God for your daily bread. Ask to be delivered from the temptation to do evil. Ask to be forgiven as you find it in yourself to forgive others. If you can remember to do that, you should be all right. 
I will leave off this morning uh, with this. Um, first, together, this is our community. And I affirm you as you are, whatever your condition, whatever you profess to believe or not believe, I am glad you're here. Thank you for coming today. Secondly, why are you here? Who did you hope to find here? What would you say to that one? What would you want to hear back?